So our new intern, if you look our new intern in the eyes, it's just bad news. So we we like to keep her. We don't acknowledge her. We don't acknowledge her when she gets in. We want her to lay under the table and be quiet. She's dealing with HR right now because she's been licking us all over our bodies. We're recording. We are. (laughs) Welcome back. Should I start? (laughs) Yeah, do it. Hey. We're back. Was that bad for the levels? Should we like do something fun? You, you're, you're, you introduce us. Yeah. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it has been a minute. Last time we were here, you, everything was fine in the world. <laughs> Two years later, we're back, bitches. Alexis here, checking in with these guys. Hello. Hi. AJ, thank you. Everyone say hi. We're going to reintroduce ourselves for the audience. Oh, interesting. I think we need to reintroduce ourselves to ourselves. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah we are. If you have to explain the joke. Oh, yeah, I'm AJ. <laughs> I'm Aaron. I am Michael. And we are. If you have to explain the joke, and we're thrilled to be here. And we took brought, two years. We're brought to you by just an interest in getting back into our hobbies, and you know. We're we're excited about this. And Spanx. And Spanx. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almost forgot. You forgot. Spanx. They paid us a lot of money for this. God, I almost forgot Spanx. <laughs> They're like our hobbies. <laughs> yeah, Spanx. Oh, that was a close one. In reality, we all saw what was happening in the world in Ukraine, and we thought, how can we help? <laughs> and we said, you know what? Let's get the game back together. Yikes. <laughs> we're doing this for Ukraine. Yes, we are. Holy shit. <laughs> It drove us to the I'm not joking, but I'm joking. (laughs) But, like, also sending love. Uh, It has been almost two years to the date. Really? It's been almost two years to the date since we did our last podcast. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, so this was very well-timed. Yes, for our our two-year anniversary. (laughs) That whole warbit. That whole global pandemic. Coming in hot, warbit. We're just... This is what happens when we've been out of the game for so long. We're we're loopy. We're excited. We're <laughs> so much has changed. We're all bald now. <laughs> all four of us. <laughs> but that's really the biggest thing, I'd say. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Who are we reviewing today? We have Aziz Ansari. Mr. Ansari. Stand-up comedian. Is that the name? Night, of the club no, night club comedian. Night club comedian. <laughs> Most recent special. The first set we've done in a pandemic forward world. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Which, in the new normal. Yeah. BC. BC. AC. AD. After after COVID. AP. 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 AP English. But yeah, it's been an interesting two years, and Aziz. It was just a good one to come back to, right? Did I you guys think he hits all the topics? Yeah, you know, which yeah. is interesting. Well, I, just generally, what you guys think of the special? Thirty minutes, twenty-eight minutes. I yeah. like a succinct set. I yeah. really do. I I liked one. We don't have an attention span anymore, so thirty yes. minutes is is like perfect. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> oh, thirty minutes of good comedy, great. Like 
So we, we then watched the, the new Wong after this. And an hour felt long after this 30 minutes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, overall, really hits hits things that I would like him to. Post, post-pandemic, you know, just what's going on in the world. Also, I felt the audience was really like excited to be back at a live comedy special. They seemed to be giving him some good back and forth. So that was cool to see. It was a good mixture of serious, of like serious yeah. and then his great little clips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say, he's kind of in his like, um, like Dave Chappelle bag, where he's like monologuing, he's kind of just talking about world problems, sprinkles in some like humor about that thing, and then like, but it's more, it's as much lecture as it is stand-up comedy routine. But that's the format that he gave himself for just going to the cellar. Like he, mm-hmm. this isn't a tight 30 minutes. Right. It's different than what when we watched Wong and she has a great hour and right. she is to a huge theater. Like this, he kind of like, I don't want to say it's like cheating, but he's just going to do a set at the cellar and brought some cameras. Yeah, I. It, this is where just, he's most comfortable, and I could feel that he was like, "I'm back. I live in London now, but like this is where I was made," and I could tell he was chill. This is kind of a comeback, right? I know we're gonna get into it. Yeah. Like this is kind of a comeback, but I like that it's like a a soft comeback. It's like I'm just gonna give you like 30 minutes of material that's like doesn't even feel all the way worked out like yeah. there there might be better versions of this later but he's just kind of like yeah I'm just kind of at at the cellar I'll bring some cameras well he's vibing yeah, yeah. taking everyone's time yeah. and the cellar is great it's just a great audience it's small intimate we got to go to the cellar in August September yeah, it was yeah we saw yeah. um oh shit uh, David Tell. David Tell. He oh, killed yeah, it. Cool. And, it's, I mean, and we hung out with him afterwards. The cellar is literally like, the, it's the best audience. It's a uh-huh. small room. Great food. Yeah. Great food? Okay food? I don't I don't eat food. food. They have food. <laughs> Comedy Cellar does have a menu. A food menu. They have food, yeah. Yes. We'll leave it at that. Make your own opinions. Yes. <laughs> but that was, we had a really good time. We got to hang out with Dave in the street afterwards. Yeah, which was fine. cool. Um, but anyway, it's your point of Comedy Cellar being a great venue. Yeah, it's just a, a, good, it's just a good venue. It's a, it's nice. It's it's just like it's a... essential yeah. quaint, nightclub comedian cozy, Yeah. I guess my point is, like, if this got crazy reviews and became, like, got some momentum, could you see, like, a year from now, all of a sudden he's in, like, a shiny suit again on a giant stage being like, what is a... You know, like, he, he, he <laughs> just... Like, Thank you. Yeah, whoa, Thanks. hold on. <laughs> I don't think we can move forward. <laughs> that was really good, yeah. Um, but yes. Could you see, like, you know, this feels like a soft, like, let me just make sure, my, like, let's do a tone check, a temperature check. A well, focus group. Yeah, and we can go into Aziz a little bit, but did anyone watch his the latest season of Masters of None? Honestly, no. Yeah. <laughs> I no watched up until he's, he went to Italy. Is he not in it, right? So he's in it a little bit, but he directed every episode, and it's basically... Uh, like a modernized version of a Scandinavian movie called Scenes from a Marriage. This is called, I think, Scenes from a Relationship, something like that. But it's like, it's beautiful, very poetic. Um, the character, His character from Master of None like pops in every once in a while, but it's mostly about um, who is his lesbian friend in that show? Um, what is that girl's name? It's like something. Greg, Greg, can you look that up? Greg. But so like, it's, it's about her relationship he's and, he's and her being a writer. Like it's very poetic. Like I Lena think Wait. he's. Lena oh Wait. yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's great in it too. So like yeah. he's 
I could see him doing that, but even he says in this, like, I'm doing what I want to. Like, no one really watched that, but it's great. And he's a very good director. Like, he makes yeah. very good cinematic art house pieces. Right, yeah. that's what I gotta say. Like, Aziz, I'm sorry, I love him. Yeah. I really do. And I think he's talented. I think he has an eye for, like, art and style and beauty as well. And I just, I really he like He also him. takes it seriously, which I think from, like, a... A comedian standpoint it's like nice to see that he's not just out there to like hear a laugh he takes it seriously he like wants the feedback he's that kind of comedian i think not to just get that fan pussy yeah <laughs> like that's nice but he wants more than that we're gonna have to talk we're gonna have to I'm get back to that <laughs> yeah sorry we watched Ali Wong's new special afterwards it was pretty good it was hilarious. very funny yeah. we're gonna have to leave that out of this talk we're gonna have to leave that out of the door for the, uh, for, the, uh, for the fans out there we were discussing who to do and Ali Wong has a new new set out there but we've already talked about her on the pod mm-hmm. and seeing that we've only done six episodes we did feel like it was uh, a little egregious uh, to, to go back but she's got a great special long pot. Yeah, yeah she talks about some fan pussy fan dick and you know I'm just saying Aziz isn't all about the fan pussy anymore not at all I think specifically not <laughs> <laughs> alright let's get into like some background yeah, and yeah, then we'll, yeah. we'll yeah. talk about speaking we'll have, of fan pussy Aziz we'll have to talk about like why he's doing a comeback <laughs> oh Aaron <laughs> well to say to actually AJ we actually saw his comeback set yeah we did so this is his second special that he's at the fox yeah yeah that was his comeback set he talked about it mm-hmm. was i there yeah yes yeah we, we, we saw his this isn't his comeback set he just has kind of hasn't done a set in a while this is his first like special tv appearance like did he put out a three spe- years yeah he did he he recorded the set we watched we yeah. saw and put that on Netflix. We didn't have to watch it because we saw it live. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. We're just yeah. some comedy snobs <laughs> audience. We saw it live. So, anyway. We're pretty cool. Yeah, whatever, y'all. <laughs> Is these kind of a, a quick start, slow start? I don't know. It was in Upright Citizens Brigade. He had done some other random stuff, but was, I think, on Amy Puller's radar. And his first yeah. big break was Parks and Recreation as, as Tom, which is an iconic part you know like and kind of iconic built that brand of his where he's in the suits all the time and treat yourself and like all that Mm -hmm. like you know his whole kind of flair and swag of that phase one aziz is kind of built in that character yeah iconic i feel like i remember him pop he like popped up and stuff oh yeah so he was like in observe and report with seth rogan um he had that movie 30 minutes or less with uh oh with yeah uh, Eisenberg. And it was from the directors of Zombieland, so like that was actually a very big movie. I there's just one line that he reads off in that movie where Eisenberg has a bomb strapped to him and his first thought is to go get his best friend who happens to be a teacher. So <laughs> they are out of school. This is like your first instinct is to come to a school full of children, like just yelling it and it, it just kills me. Wait a second. He's in school for scoundrels with Billy Bob Thornton and John Hader back what, in the Napoleon Dynamite. Day. What was he in Ice Age? Uh, probably a voice. I well, probably yeah, voice but, well, not walking. <laughs> <laughs> Which voice? <laughs> Seems <laughs> like the sloth. No. Uh, I don't really know. I think. Yeah, so he's got he's got it. bit parts in things as because and Parks and Rex the- really blows up. I think once it gets on Netflix and no man, they that's like. 
they, they blew they were hot out the gate and then they came yeah. in really hot when they second season added what's his name uh rob Lowe. yeah oh yeah i feel like most people found parks and recs after like season four or five but if you guys say that they were on for the ride, I guess Sounds I was like just late to the party. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I'm just gonna throw that on you. I, I feel like Parks and Rec 30 yeah. Rock were like kind of in a parallel projection. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. And like the office <laughs> did it open for both. Yes, but also we can't forget. We cannot forget about all of the Comedy Central roasts. He's, he's great and of. funny people. And funny people. He is yes. very funny and funny people. He's got a bit part in I Love You, Man. Get him to the Greek. So he's in. Big movies. Those are all like 2008, 2009, 2010. Also, like, notably, he made a cameo appearance in the music video for Otis by Jay Z and Kanye really? West. Really? Well, I was about to say he finds himself in this weird niche of like a pop culture comedian. Yeah. You know, almost like a what where Pete Davidson finds himself today. Where like if he's just hanging out with like rappers and things like that, it doesn't yeah. seem weird. He, but like. Aziz is like chilling with Kanye and he's doing these R. Kelly bits and then like ends up on stage at like he he's just like kind of in pop culture like kind of the commentator. He's always been a rap guy. Yeah. He's yeah. always been talking about rap music and stuff. I like that. Well yeah. and the thing I liked about him in his early stuff was that in like his book is he he put like he had just really interesting, funny takes on the world that we were currently occupying, specifically. Like, it wasn't a yeah. take that was timeless. It was a take about, like, dating on Tinder. And I was like, dating. I was like, damn, this guy is very good at taking a universal feeling and then talking about it specifically to what's happening. But very much right so now. with heart. Like, I read that book, and I was like, wow, this guy's got heart. He was like, I'm trying to, like, find someone to spend my life with and, like, meet my love, and it's not happening because Tinder is all fucked up and our society's fucked up and weird. And yeah. I was just like, wow, this guy has, like, some very seriousness to him. And then he went on, and I think right after that was... Um, What's the show? We were just talking about Masters of None. And I was like, damn, Aziz is the shit. Yeah. That opening scene of Masters of None where he, they're debating what kind of Uber they should get to go pick up Plan B is like the perfect. He's trying to tell her that it was a longer wait to get the Uber black and he didn't want to make her feel like he was snubbing her (laughs) on the ride to go get Plan B. And... And it was just, like, this weird moment of, like, God, this probably has happened. Like, you know, like, people are somewhere on a random hookup from a girl at a bar now debating what kind of Uber, like... <laughs> or he's the kind of guy... Yeah. There's definitely a guy ordering an Uber, at least for Plan B, and Aziz is the kind of guy that will then become, like, make it a thing. You know, like, has a little yeah. bit of those neuroses that a comedian needs to have to, like, okay, this is a funny take, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, how, you know... The, the need to comment. Right. Yeah, yeah. So... I, and then... I was just going to say, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here, but I was very... I did not know he lived in London. Did yeah. any of you know that? No. Is there a reason I hadn't touched base with him in a bit. I you hadn't? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just... Yeah. What's out there for him? Does a girl. Fish I out there. He has a, a girl. Oh. I just think he likes... London's cool. I, no, I mean, I think it's awesome. I just <laughs> didn't know if there was a specific Why reason. Why the let fuck the, did you move to London? That's the record show. Oh, wait. We're Michael gonna, can't understand why anybody <laughs> lives in London. We're getting a call in from Aziz right now. I think he wants to clarify. <laughs> Michael is literally looking at us like, why the fuck? Like, have you... 
Do you know what happens in London? <laughs> this is really all I wanted to talk like, about. Everyone you know had happened? a very public, like, fall. Yes, yeah. Like, however, like, maybe... Well, he was able to come back from it quick. But yeah, we can say 2018, he got a, he got me too pretty hard. I mean, not everyone had a bunch of articles written about them. You know, there's a few I will say, looking back on this, I remember this happening at the time. And this girl had gone to, um, like, the press... But the, the like, pu- publication that published this story was not, like, anything legit. It was this thing called babe.net. Yeah. It, <laughs> and it was, like, that was the story that everyone was sharing. And it was like, what's going on? Like, why isn't, like, the New York Times on it? Y'all read babe.net this morning. It was so weird. <laughs> this writer was, like, with aggressive bias and just kind of, like, roasted him and put his text up online and, like, all sorts of things. But then when you really looked at it, it was like... This is the most gray area of any of these things where you're really just not supposed to know. I think Aziz was pretty honest through the whole thing. He was like, if you read those texts that she's trying to roast him, he's like apologizing immediately, showing his his lack of understanding of the situation and... And his sympathy for somebody that he didn't know, like, you know, immediately those text messages, he's he's wanting to understand it coming into the conversation trying to like you know i don't know it seemed really great to me so should we explain the situation to the fans i don't really think so yeah do we need to go into the details like i feel Not like really. spoke, it was a very stuff. great area i do just want to share this quote from an article in the atlantic that was talking Look it about up yourselves, not only the journalistic <laughs> issues with the publishing of this story but also the legitimacy and what it means for the greater me too movement this person wrote, stories of gray areas are exactly what need to be told and discussed. Mm-hmm. Even Ansari, the semi-ironic expert who authored a book on interpersonal communication, was seeing something totally different from his date, Grace, who felt coerced. Right. You know, and that's really what that was. Okay. Right. You know, yeah. like, he's but not been it's... criminally brought to account. He is not, you know, it's nothing big. But like, it is for that girl. And I actually sure. think, I think that it's not... It wasn't like a condemnation of Aziz. I think it was like a good conversation to have in yes. terms of awareness for sure. men and women and those moments and women needing to to be empowered to say something in those moments and men also having to be like a little bit more careful with how aggressive they might do things. Like it's a little combination of both because it's so gray, but I think if anything, it just like it was a good story to highlight and I think 100%. that's why Aziz is fine, at least in our eyes, where we don't like. I tried listening to Louis' new stand up special and I got five minutes in. I'm like, I can't listen to this guy. He's not, he's not funny. And he's like, just sounds angry and bitter. There's so yeah, many problems yeah, with yeah. Louis. Whereas Aziz's situation was just like something that anyone could have found themselves in. Yeah. Totally. Well, I gotta say, too, Aziz is a universally nice guy. Nothing about him is threatening. Nothing about him says, I wanna go assault you also we're not, take off we're, not discounting, we're not discounting grace necessarily. no i'm saying to oh, grace's yeah. point right. grace we are with you like i'm saying this was an we important thing because even men like that who may might mean well and have the best of intentions and just are kind guys still can misunderstand things yes. and things yeah. get lost in this Agreed. gray area and women can be coerced and do things and they want to do right and, and not say something but like, having the conversation the nice guys are still men at the end of the day part of the patriarchy and the women that they interact with 
you know, play a role in that. And yep. We are all still, still living in right. roles. Get them. We're going to write a, a stand-up routine about working consent conversations into foreplay, right? Ooh. Because I think Ooh. there's a lot of material there. <laughs> well, that'll be coming yeah, out in a few weeks. Done. All right, See great. AJ Thursday nights at the Laughing School at 8 p.m. <laughs> Thursday night. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Can we get into it? We're like in 45 minutes into this podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. We'll chop some stuff uh, up. We're at chop minute 20. It's a 30-minute yeah. set. And you guys yeah. will listen to the end, all yeah, right? Our so. fans are dedicated. Yeah. Don't you dare fast forward 10 seconds. <laughs> so this was filmed in December 2021 at the Comedy Cellar in New York City. What were we doing in December well, 2021? Wait, it was filmed or released? Just fucking filmed. around. What were you doing? What was I doing? I, I was a couple, months, couple ago. months ago. I was moving. Yeah. You were moving. I was... Uh, what was happening in the world? I can't remember. Not much. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to set the stage. Okay. Ukraine was still Ukraine at the time. And there's um, still a Ukraine today, H. <laughs> we don't know when this episode is going to be released. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Hopefully sooner than when Ukraine's gone. Yeah, these Ukraine jokes are... Are you mature? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but football was still a thing. Uh, let's let's get into the oh, stuff, yeah. though. Yeah, the so, dogs were winning. So, one... Um, We've got some really good footage of Aziz as like an 18 year old kid. So cute. So precious. So that, nice. uh, that chin strap beard thing he was rocking is <laughs> <Yeah>. beautiful. <laughs> Weird times. It's crazy that he was able to get up in the cellar his first time. I'm sure he was hanging around yeah. for a while or something. He knew, he knew some He's an NYU kid. And it sounds like yes. he's killed. And, and <laughs> he also like brought could. brought in his crowd, I guess. Like that's part of the deal is yeah. if you can show up with enough people at some of these places. You buy enough drinks yeah. and you can do what you want. Because that's so the outro just, and it kills me. Right. So let's just all recognize like we went to the comedy cellar last year, it was great. How much would you die if Aziz Ansari showed up and did that bit? I've been to the comedy cellar when Aziz showed up back in like... Hold on, why didn't you lead with that? All right, start the podcast. (laughs) We're back. Yeah, I was on a family trip with New York, maybe uh, circa 2010. Oh. And we went to the cellar and he showed up and like we all knew who he was, but like he wasn't obviously who he is today, right. 10 years ago, 12 years ago, but it was still awesome. That's a, we had more awesome. Our, yeah. Chris Rock also showed up that oh. night. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's was insane. It's cool though to go into like a comedy set blind and mm-hmm. be like who could possibly show up right now. Yeah. That's always yeah. thrilling. The cellar's like one of the coolest places in yes, the world. Yes, exactly. Yeah, at laughing skull, you're getting like just because it feels a Larry the Cable Guy. Like how many people? Can we can we see how many what the capacity is in Comedy Cellar? It's like a small intimate group. Sixty people, forty people, something like that, and that's part of the I think allure of it. it, But like, do we? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I'm just gonna say, can't be more than no. You go. Me? Okay, I'll go. No, you go. Me? Okay. okay. I have something to say. Do you know who the opening uh, comedian was that was talking right before he went on? Because yes. you do? Huh? When we went and saw him? No, no, no. no, no, no in no. this special. Oh, no. I just love I the joke that he's saying right at the end. It just kind of cuts into a joke where he goes, uh, I got a golden retriever, and you guys know me. I don't see race, but that's a white person's dog. Yes. <laughs> and, like, and then, like, yes. introduces Aziz, and I that just killed me. That was a funny, weird cut in. Yeah, I like the intro. You know, a lot of these uh, specials, they always got to do something in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was nice. You got the document, documentary footage. 
He shows him at the comedy cellar, then he's standing, waiting for himself to be called. We'll say, Aziz, you got a nice little belly compared to your 18-year-old self. But, Yo. so, no, we all... That shot's fired. <laughs> Go the fuck Not trying to body shame, but... He's wearing multiple knits in his outfit. It was lovely. Cream colors. Oh, yeah, it's got it. I yeah. Like, I he looked, yeah, he looked he's cozy. He's like a fashionable guy. He's a Londoner right now. <laughs> Back yeah. to London. Why the fuck did you move to London? <laughs> Give me three <laughs> good reasons why you moved well, to London. Well, let's talk about why he might have left America. He starts off talking about Vax. Actually, yeah, that's a pretty good um, reason. I don't think they're better in London. The Vax cards. I, very relatable, not going to lie. Like, those Vax yeah. cards, what's going on here? Oh, I love the joke Garbage. about the Vax cards. Who designed these cards? Can we get the people that made the McDonald's Monopoly? Yes. Like, yeah. that's way more secure. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is killing me. It is crazy that people are able to just fake the Vax cards so quickly and... He's, yeah, that's a great point. It's <laughs> a great point. It's, it's literally just like, uh, did, did you guys print this off on your home printer and cut them up? You guys, I got my first Vax. I got my second Vax. I went and got my booster, and then I left. I was at CVS. I literally got home, and like five days later, I look at my card. The fucking person didn't sign my boosts for my booster. So you, you're I like have no evidence. Yeah, I'm undocumented booster. Wait, and I feel like horrible. a garbage can. I'm like, I have all three, Ugh. but no one will know. You got stuck the third time, but have nothing so, to show for and, like, it. They were like overworked. They had like appointments, but it was just like so busy. That sucks, actually. Yeah. Wow. And that's our podcast. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to say the first thing that he said that I was just like one hundo p was about the Aaron Rodgers bit. Oh, what about Nicki Minaj? And that, I mean, yeah, that was so like, like topical and funny to me, Kyrie and Nicki. Yeah. About how because first of all, Nikki is bullshit about like her cousin's nuts. Like, <laughs> like we're not gonna get into Nicki Minaj right now, but come on. So he's basically saying he's getting special treatment where b- yes. bouncers are waving him through. Oh, Z, right. you're good. And he's like, no, look at my vax yes, card. Like, I would like you to follow <laughs> protocol right now. In theory, we're all vaccinated, right? I liked that one because that's kind of how I feel when I go to places. And it's like. Yeah, everyone here is probably is vaccinated, yeah. right? Yes. <laughs> like, but people are using fake vaxes and, I don't know, not showing their shit. Uh, I did like when he's talking about Aaron Rodgers, though. That was yeah. I thought it was a great point because I do think we're missing a lot of, like, not just say that we sh- that, like, sympathy for people who are, like, anti-vax and whatever, but there's some, like... It's like a perspective that we're thing. missing. Like he basically says, like Aaron Rodgers, everyone's like, oh fuck him, but like he's a football player. Are you stunned? We're making fun. It's like in high school, and we're making fun of the quarterback for doing bad on a test. This guy makes a living getting hit in the head. I, the the reminding you of what the football player is in high school is like not that clever, but it's just like a really you're just like, oh shit, like. Those you, are have the, the, you have that one person <laughs> that you like yeah. go back to and you're like, yeah. So why, why am I giving Aaron Rodgers credit? Why am I assuming that he's like a hyper intelligent guy just because he's famous? Like no, I thought, like, did he run the scientific method hypothesis? <laughs> Do vaccines work? I connected with that piece so much because for me, like it's obvious that you know we're in a bubble and there are different cohorts of people in our population. But it makes a ton of sense that a football player would do his research and come to this conclusion. And well, even then, like that's not to shame football players at the no, same time, right? Like, that's not what goes I mean. On to say, like, it's just ridiculous how sad he is, how sad this is. Like, I don't think those people are idiots. 
his like Aziz's uncle died yeah. and didn't get vaccinated, and he says he just got hit by this other thing. The flow of information has been corrupted. Mm-hmm. I loved how he said the videos that are all over the internet right now that are like he didn't get. Oh no, that will show somebody being like the vax doesn't work, and then like don't get vax, and then like I'm not feeling good. I'm in the <laughs> hospital. Send love to my children, and then it's like his kid. It's like he died. What an idiot. Right, and it's like. Yeah, someone died here. Like, this is actually sad. Yeah, I thought that was very funny because I've seen a lot of those videos. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And those videos are fucked up, but it's all... It's a weird thing of, like, we don't have sympathy for those people because they're not listening, but we're also, like, exploiting them. Like, those people that are... Those uh, accounts on Instagram that are posting those videos are, like, getting likes and stuff like that, and... You know, it's just the, it's this whole weird, just like, fuck about where, you know, we're just like uplifting these terrible things. So does that make us like, we're like, we're laughing at people who died because they didn't listen. I don't know. It's, it's we're not laughing at the fact that they died. We're, maybe I'll speak for myself. I think it's more (laughs) laughing at just the like sheer ignorance of, you know, to tie it into that movie on Netflix, Don't Look Up. It's like. Yeah. Look, like there's a meteor coming. Like we all can see it with our eyes. Right. Like what are you missing? Like are you just trying to own the libs? Like what's going on here? Like that's what we're laughing at is just like them looking at a blue piece of paper and saying like, no man, that's that's red. That's red. Yeah, but I, I was really interested in him talking about being trapped in an algorithm. You know, mm-hmm. like we are all kind of trapped in these yeah. algorithms and he is kind of trying to put sympathy on the other side and what you could do is highlight Tucker Carlson and Fox News and all the crazy things that they do but instead he's like we're just as guilty and here's kind of some of the messed up things like shaming somebody about this horse tranquilizer thing he's like yes he does not help with COVID but to call it horse tranquilizer is belittling the fact that this is part of medicine and it is safe in some take, doses yeah. for people to take, it just is the wrong information for fighting COVID. Yeah. But you are belittling them by calling it a horse strength. Yeah, you know, so like, much work to uh, yeah. You know what I really liked about him talking about the algorithms is what when he kept saying, we know everything everyone's going to say. <laughs> yes. And like, it, obviously there's nuance to that, but like, it's kind of true. Like yeah. there are definitely conversations that you're going to have with people and you know exactly what they're going to say based on what algorithm they're in and you can see it on the internet you can see it in real life like it's just we know at this point what everyone's going to say because we're just all like on this crazy loop what you mean the china virus that's what they're (laughs) going to say and you just read this line but to repeat it we have created a culture where the flow of information is corrupted is a very powerful thought and then he gets into the ice cube bit which killed me about ice cube like this idea that you're just stuck in your algorithm to not trust this current piece of like medical this one thing this one thing right so ice cube will not get the vaccine so he won't work on this movie but like a couple months ago got a colonoscopy he's like he's like you're telling me you won't get this booster shot but you're letting somebody give you a call like that the the irony of that is amazing and then and then at the end admits i have no idea if ice cube got a colonoscopy which and then he says but he's over 45 so i hope i'm (laughs) so it's kind of like a nice psa as well yeah love that part that was one of his his better jokes of just like fully being like 
I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Which I thought landed perfectly. Yes. Like, the audience seemed to just be like, that was mm-hmm. excellent. It was a chef's kiss moment. Totally. Um, Anything I got into, like, un- the idea of, like, unskilled labor, and then he's like, there's no such thing. If you go yes. into a Wendy's and you get Love your this. your food, everyone on that process was skilled. Yes. Yeah. Could not agree more. Yeah, so I, I was snapping in my living room mm-hmm. when he's when he's talking about the idea. Is he for president? <laughs> he lives in London. Oh my god! When he is talking about the ninety-nine cent burger, and he's mm-hmm. like, he's like somebody. He's like, all right. I'll give you 99 cents and you make me a burger. Figure that out. Yeah. And I'm just like, God damn, that, like, somebody has to be getting fucked if you're selling burgers for 99 cents. You guys, I, I think my first big laugh, well, maybe not the first, but it was so funny when he's like, have you ever been to a Chipotle in, like, Pennsylvania? It's intense. It's like the Chipotle has COVID. There's someone walking around, like, oh, like, wheezing everywhere. And then... And then you're like, uh, can I have extra guacamole? And the guy's like, we don't have guacamole. <laughs> There's a supply chain crisis or something. Uh, that, that sound was, was very, very funny. funny. Which is true. I do think that uh, the world has gotten shittier. Like, oh, just, I mean, like everything has gotten... Everything sucks. Everything sucks, yeah. Yeah, so I, I ran a restaurant that is a, a chain restaurant for two years, and we would straight up go to other versions of that chain and just like... Steal their cooks. Hey, I'll pay you a dollar more an hour to come work wow. at ours. And so it was like a trickle down effect where then they'd steal somebody else's, and then everybody was getting fucked. The worst wow. versions of that place suck because we've just like ripped wild. them. You know, like Jeez. yeah, oh, you had two jobs. It sounds like oh, running right. the restaurant and then coaching, <laughs> recruiting. <yeah. laughs> recruiting is is the job. Yeah, no, but the, finding workers is impossible. Like because it, it's a shitty gig. There's yeah. no other way around it. Like, right. It's like why. Why would you do that? Okay. Yeah. Also, just got to throw in, I loved when you dropped Frank Ocean's name for that little bit. Oh, so this is the yeah. next part about yeah. it. It's the, the, the willingness to make less money, yes. which was Frank Ocean's advice to him, which is kind of about that whole idea of um, like all these other all these other celebrities are trying to diversify and do more and more things. Like, he just releases music when he wants to. Well, he's talked... And killed me, though. Talk about Dre. We talk about Dr. Dre. Yes. No one wants to make The Chronic. Everyone wants to make Beats by Dre headphones. Fucking brilliant. So true. Yeah. And then he says, like, Drake, you know... People ask him about his album, and he's like, what album? Buy my new... (laughs) Go to the new Lovio Hospital. Yeah. The Kevin Hart bit was so-so. Live streaming from a lawnmower? Yeah. I get it. Well, and I gotta say, he said that, okay, he was like, Kevin Hart would never be up here because I'm doing this for free. Okay, you might be here for free. Comedy seller isn't paying you, but he's making a He's making a Netflix come special. On. Okay, but yes. the timeliness of him saying this in December and then releasing this special on, like, the week before Kanye puts an entire album on a stupid... No, in- this has been out. This has been on. I thought it's been out for like two weeks. No, I think it's been out for like two weeks. Yeah. Really, I thought it's been out for two months. I oh. thought he like did a really quick turnaround. Nevertheless, yeah, the idea great. that Kanye West right she now, as I am speaking, is trying to push an entire album on a two hundred dollar like speaker. Right. Yeah, is, but Kanye is, is an idiot and insane, and I hope I don't no one talk about that. That is the yeah. peak of what we're talking about, though. It's like diversify, like right, sure. Um, but then there's problems with Spotify and all that too. 
Maybe. I just say that it, it was somewhat problematic that he was like, I'm not making money off of this when he's recording a special for Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't hit as hard. I don't think he's saying that. Did he say that? He said, I'm up here for free. Uh, yeah. he's not up. Well, he's not getting paid by the seller, I guess is right. what I know. But like, for yes, like for the audience, yes. But for us at home, it's like, yeah, he's I'm sorry, going around to random nightclubs and doing comedy makes him more money. Yeah. Yes. Like, in And it should. Show. He's good at it. We like right. to this set. Does he have merch? We'll follow up on that. I'm sure he's got a mug that says treat yourself. It yes. was funny too when he's like, I ran into Frank Ocean and I was like, how do you do it? And he said, you just have to be comfortable making less money. And then he was like, so I decided to do that. But now Frank Ocean started yeah. jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what got me. Yeah. That line. That was a good one. I didn't even know he has a jewelry line. Okay, the next part that I thought was really great and just like, Perfect example of him just like having his pulse on like our modern sort of millennial society when he was like, yeah, post-election, I came yeah. back two years later, same shitty place. I know, Joe Biden, infrastructure, blah, 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 blah. What happened to all of our energy? And he's like, instead, I just hear people being like, I'm going to go to this limited edition collab <laughs> pop-up where Travis Scott and Matt, um, collabed with an emerging brand pop-up, limited edition, sustainable tote bag that turns into an NFT and it's all sustainable. It was... That it was rolled me. off his tongue. It was beautiful. Yeah. I literally have written down, ask Alexis to read back the plans <laughs> of the night that end with, <laughs> and it's all sustainable. I couldn't even write it all down. I just wrote sustainable collab pop up a bunch. And the, his delivery was just so That funny. is how I feel the world is right now. Yeah. Like, it is, we like have completely forgotten about all the things we wanted, and now we're just like into shiny things. Well, well, he talks a lot about like where's the content later, but that's this how he gets there is talking about like we're only interested in things that are interesting, you know, and that are content and that we can share. It's kind of you know on a really core level. It always gives me this weird feeling when you see a video of somebody like doing something nice for a homeless person because you're only doing it for the content you know like it it puts a weird pit in my stomach yes you did a good thing but not really f you did it for you you know like right but i gotta say the content discussion is very valid and on point and like everything he's saying is true like our society yeah. sucks we're like all addicted to our phones and just swiping and scrolling constantly but like this is well, just, you know, this isn't necessarily a new thought. Maybe. This isn't adding anything new to it. It's just nicely said and we like listening to it. And again, this is a piece of content. Yeah. Hab yeah. Habitat for Humanity needs a better hashtag is what you're saying. <laughs> well, they need, they need a crazier spokesperson. Well, maybe. You know, but going back to like him saying all of that um, limited edition, limited edition, this little, like that is a new take on the type of people that now exist. Like, it used to be making fun of hipsters. Hipsters have now turned into something else that we haven't, I don't think they are classified yet. What do we call the, the new brand of hipster that is just like, I'm at WeWork drinking my new, you know, yeah. firm press, blah, blah, blah. But it's like all about like the post and like hipsters were like kind of anti-tech in a way, or at least like, 
you know, oh, we're gonna go back to vinyl. We're gonna, I'm like, gonna have this big beard, yeah. and you know, I'm gonna wear things that make me look like I'm, That's you know, so from it's, like the 1880s. You know, like it's a new class of like work from homers who are <laughs> hipster but like the tech. Right. Yeah. Yes. yes, tech hipster. What are tech hipster yuppies called? I don't know. Maybe that. <laughs> maybe Silicon <laughs> Valley residents like. <laughs> but that's what we're talking about. And that's what we've like a new post-COVID breed that we yeah. haven't really like you know tweet, classified tweet at us if you've got a good <laughs> yeah if you got a name yeah. we're uh we're, we're workshopping the name so you know hashtag us uh, what the, we the hashtaggers yeah. is that what we're calling them nah. <laughs> and we'll know if you don't can we just so. give it to Gen Z can we just be like that's Gen Z <sighs> that's, that's, that's what they used to do to millennials and I, I would hate them steam me but it's our time <laughs> <I think that's laughs> we've got to do it they're not Gen Zers though they're kind of our age us. yeah they're us I don't okay, think so okay first of all at this very table raise your hand if you work in a tech startup raise your hand if you've worked at we work. Fine, I worked at We Work. <laughs> I am. I'm a yuppie. Yeah, Post COVID yuppie work from home or Like, there's nothing mean. We're not being mean. Did we all so just come to like, the realization just... that we are those people? Yeah. Yeah. But bald. We have more plants than people in this room right now. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> we are those people. But we have less dogs than we have people, and that's not lions. Yeah, that's but. Um, no. I like this bit a lot. I think it, he he goes all the way from talking about, you know, our need for, we only care about things related to content, all the way to we could fix things and you know how I know because we shut down the world for yes. a year. And he starts getting into that and it really, like the idea that we paid people to stay at home for a year yeah. when for the entire existence of humanity, people have been homeless. It's just like, okay, we, we have the resources, yeah. but it's hard to convince people to use them on each other. On each other, and you know, that we can get into the whole political conversation, but like, you know, yeah. it's just a hard thing to convince people this is where all of these resources should go sometimes. Well, you can't teach people how to, you know, care about other people. That famous quote that we all hear about in the news Democrats versus Republicans. Was that was how, is that what the game was? Democrats. I mean, like, what's yeah. the okay, it's, they, it's like you can't teach to someone home. to they care about others. To stay and that's home. the difference between like socially liberal and and not. You can't teach empathy. But Aaron can. He's a teacher. What is this whole bit about Timothy Chalamet? I've watched this wait, thing wait, three times. Wait, wait, we're skipping over an amazing part Boba that I just tea. have to talk about, which okay. is. Okay, he's like, everyone got so riled up about Trump because say what you will about him, dude delivered the content. Like, day one, he just came out like, I hate Mexicans. And then he's like, Kamala Harris. There's more footage of Bigfoot than Kamala Harris. <laughs> there was that one piece of content. We did it, Joe. And then she's gone. She disappeared, which is so true. Like, I know that's like a Republican talking point, but like, where is she? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Sure I, I have no. I couldn't tell you one thing. She's Literally, not working like, on the border, y'all. <laughs> Come on, let her work. But it's true, right? She like, disappeared like the original mom from Fresh Prince. It's, usually, <laughs> it's <laughs> usually like a flip of a coin. If what kind of vice president, whether you're like yes. an active or just kind of in behind the scenes, but she is so far un like she can't find a camera and you like does she not have a social media team but so is joe biden they're both like right, but like I joe biden comes out maybe once a day and once a day is and he's the president literally <laughs> haven't heard kamala harris voice in you know like in two years Still the only know? clip going around is the day they won yeah 
platforms and I have no idea what she's doing. You know, I think a lot of her yeah. social media like it's like picture ops. You know, like you can tell she's like in a good angle with her mask on and that's why they chose to Instagram that. So is Aaron's. Yeah. <laughs> I did also like good analysis. Pop up with Travis Scott for this emerging brand that's sustainable and turned into an NFT yeah. toe bag. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. Uh, I also liked him bringing up the uh, let's go Brandon and like you hate you hate Joe Biden you don't even see the guy you know like I agree I mean I it's not like I love Joe but I don't even know like yeah, someone, know someone asked me recently Joe. what do you think Joe how, how Joe Biden's doing I'm like I just think he's an old man I, I honestly have no idea how he's doing the guy doesn't seem to be doing much he seems to be just being old that's why we wanted I expected Kamala to take a bigger role here Do you ever think if somebody just took on the Trump persona, but with the liberal agenda, it would be effective? Bet, though. If he was just like, he's like, oh, Marco Rubio, like, you're such a (laughs) pussy. Like, like, you don't want to, you don't want to give everybody equal pay. Like, you're such a bitch, Marco Rubio. Like, if somebody just really went for... (laughs) That Ethan Radowski, if you're listening, <laughs> I, I think we've got the job for you. Liberals just need to give everyone nicknames. That was super yeah. effective for Trump. So, yeah. right. Anyways, all right, yeah, uh, let's, let's move on. Yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Fans. I know, I know this isn't a that all the time, This is what happens when we're together. So, um, all right, then the Timothy Chalamet bit, which was like, eh. Um, but Timothy Chalamet threw a boba tea at an Asian guy in Washington Square Park. And then... I like how you believed it in your notes first. <laughs> I like that he gave... So that's like the response. Oh. I like the what? full news cycle that Timothy he gives Yeah, he does give a full news cycle. Yeah. The full news cycle of... Right. Oh, I'm sure it's not that bad. I heard he was slipping. And then another video comes out and it's like full on launch this thing at this guy. And, it's and like, then it's like, no, that's a deep fake. That's a deep fake. <laughs> <laughs> the phone news cycle is so good. And then he, I mean, he does sum up with like, I don't know, let's keep track of this. Let's keep talking about it every, do, every day for two weeks, even though it's nothing to do with our lives. <laughs> that's us, man. You know, like, yeah. And, right, and that's probably how he felt when the whole, like, if we're going to call his Me Too experience, whatever. Like, that's kind of where I thought maybe he was touching on that. What? Let the record show there was air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Close that was a legitimate me to experience for both of those people. Yes, I'm sure yeah. he felt like he was being like canceled no, or yeah. in some way like well, he was in the news I mean, every day for happens, two weeks. Yeah. And then it just and the our society is yeah. very like mob like. Yep. It's just the natural response. I don't know how we change that, but I'm sure that's how he felt. Where he was like, okay, yeah. so I had this fuck. I made a mistake and had this weird exchange with this girl where she felt hurt and like violated and everyone knows about it and everyone's shitting on me calling me like a rapist and talking mm-hmm. about it for weeks straight until the next person does it and like that sucks for him you yeah know? and i don't know how you know you fight it by getting a flip phone <laughs> yeah yeah to me that's what he does right that's like he's weird, he's yeah. so disconnected i feel sure like it doesn't bother him at all anymore i hear people threatening to get a flip phone all the time but i haven't seen someone who actually followed through on that i think about it and he brought up the strongest points to not get a yes, flip phone, which is direction yeah. GPS. yes to not yeah. have a gps to just turning be, out map quests and following i could those never around. go back to that no, some oh nine hipster shit yeah. literally i was thinking though like okay maybe i delete every app except for like 
phone and GPS. Yeah, and see. But yeah, Should and we that, do that? he's clearly self-employed where he does not have to have an email mm. or a Slack. Like he's clearly a man that can be just like unattached. Right, it's hard. It's definitely tough. I was thinking about that, you know, as well. Like a work situation, just like he can't. Right, and you can't, can't be that detached. Have a job and then not have TikTok to get through the day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Ooh, I don't want to think about. Well, that. the amazing full circle that he did there, which I guess it wasn't a full circle because it was just leading into the end here. But he said, "You know, I got him today. I came down to the comedy. I was writing some jokes. I came down to the comedy cellar, and just like I did twenty years ago." I pulled out my flip phone and like sent this T9 very slow text I know. message. I forgot it was called T9 too. Yeah. So when I heard that, it took me back. But and the he the was three doing those sounds were very good. The yeah, one button was... for three letters. Yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah that used to just. I was fast. Yeah, his clicking was, was good. Clicking was good. I was I was quick on those old texting. Yeah. I felt good about it. I could do oh. it like not looking. You know, I knew where the I could I knew where the buttons were. I think like Matt Damon texted in like a born movie in his pocket. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get that one. <laughs> yeah. That'll be me. That'll be me. I'm <laughs> I don't know. So I just, I liked it. I thought it was good. It, he made it cohesive, like in a nice way. I was thinking more than I was laughing through this whole thing. Like, um, but I, I liked all the, like, you know, they were good thoughts. He has Maybe. these ways of thinking about what's happening in the world that, like, are humorous. I'm not chuckling, but I'm also like, damn, that was an, that's an interesting thought, you know? Like, and I, I even, like, I wrote down the whole bit about China and smartphones. Like, I know this conversation, I haven't digested it down to one line, which is, like, oh, you're not going to give your face. China's not going to ask you for your face. They're going to make an app. Yeah. that you give them your face. I didn't feel yeah. that way because literally there was actually an app like five years ago remember everybody was taking a picture of themselves and it would show yes. themselves older and then everyone was, was like this is yeah. China's doing this for facial recognition. They now have yeah. like all like, of our mugshots. That, that wasn't like yeah. that new. I'm just like yeah I know. No shit. Yeah We're but you still did years. it. I know. It's yeah, just what a do problem, I care? Again, they already have all my shit. What do I care? They have everything. I feel that way about all of my like what am I putting out there like that that I don't want people I like that my sometimes I get shown things and I'm like great I was just saying yesterday I needed that that's exactly what I was about to say they're gonna show you ads no matter what you're getting ads I'd rather it be stuff I might want (laughs) I want ads for tampons I think that at least that way I can see what's out there right you know I don't want just when I talk about you know buying chips ahoy Shows me Chips Ahoy. Yeah, I already know Chips Ahoy. I know I want them. Chips Ahoy and tampons. Do you ever just (laughs) say... Wait, why are you so confused? I'm saying that I don't get ads for tampons because they know too much about me. They know that I'm not going to probably buy them. But I like the equal opportunity. Oh, and he wants. He them. wants to yeah. know he can get. Them I want. I want them to work for I disagree. my money. I just want them to work thoroughly. Work this for idea. I, I, I disagree. That's a waste of my time. I love all the target. I, the amount of crap I've bought on Instagram, bought being like. Shit. Damn, they got me. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, and then it shows up. This in sweatshirt track. that I am currently targeted. wearing. Wow, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna refer to my belongings as targeted and not targeted because I have gotten a lot of targeted shit. Sunscape, oh that razor. Sometimes I just. I loved it. I got a great dress for a wedding. Yeah, oh, sick. Sometimes I just say things around my phone. Just in case, maybe they'll show me something like a million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I I could get a new ladder phone <laughs> if oh. you targeted it at me. <laughs> hear that? Are you in the market China? China? Hey, China! You hear that? All right, guys, I'm gonna bring it back. Okay. I'm gonna bring it back. Harness us. So, 
Wait. I was kind of thinking, I think the Dave Chappelle point that you made at the beginning, AJ, is spot on because I think basically when Dave Chappelle first came back to Netflix, he was making, he was ta- he was having more conversations that mattered or at least were topical, whereas his last one that got a little buzz and was freaking out about, like, it just didn't really do anything for me. Whereas this one felt like, even though it wasn't just like joke after joke and belly laughs, it was funny enough to where I enjoyed it, right? It was it was funny. And then topical enough to where like, these are things that we as a society need to be aware of, be discussing, be understanding. Like there are, there are reasons why discussions in society matter and we're not having them. We're not, or at least not trying to figure them out, right? I think we're all at the point where we know we're in our own algorithm. But who is trying to get out of it? Who is giving us a solution to do something about it? Who is telling us like, hey, it's all about the content. You know, he's just having a conversation with us in a way that Dave Chappelle felt like he used to six, seven years ago. And now he's just kind of gone off the rails and maybe Aziz can come into his place where it's like, yeah, this is more topical to most people that are still relevant or in the workforce. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like I I just... uh, this one excited me because of the like potential of Aziz like in his 60s you know where like where Dave is now right like but like Aziz is gonna have a long time of like hey maybe I just do 30 minutes about what's happening now you know wherever we're at in the world I'm like great line it up you know like I think my favorite part of this was him saying like everything has gotten shittier since COVID and I think it's something we've all felt and there's like you see it on Twitter with like anxiety and depression and salaries and stuff like that where like and then you go into retail stores or you buy things and you're like why is this made slightly shittier you know everything's just kind of slightly shittier I feel like our movies are slightly shittier like our TV shows have kind of like even our entertainment slightly shittier but it's like, it's because no one's addressing the issues. Putting me in such a bad mood right now. You guys, now. you know what makes me feel better about the world is watching a good old comedy special <laughs> and chuckling with my friends. Yeah, I agree. Eh, it yeah. could have been better. <laughs> <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Hey, it's a me, Tom Italiano, and I'm here to tell you Sargento Cheese is a very good. Yes, I'm the CEO of Sargento Cheese, and I want to let you know that it's the best cheese that you can find in the grocery store. You can't find a better cheese than a Sargento. It's definitely cheese, so come on and down to your Kroger Publix, la la lula, and buy the cheese. This paid sponsorship was brought to you by Sargento. It's definitely cheese. Next week on If You Have to Explain the Joke, we're going to be doing Anthony Jeselnik's 2015 Netflix special called Thoughts and Prayers. Watch it, follow along, and don't forget to like and subscribe and comment and tell your friends.